Uh, okay, hi. So I thought the whole point of doing a podcast is to make a fortune like Joe Rogan. And I think now where uh, Russ Limbo is dead and Alex Jones, I think, will soon die from the steroids he's uh, taking every day. He will just implode or explode. Uh, I think Joe Rogan, how he treated his coronavirus thing with... Uh, horse uh, train what was it a uh, horse uh, dewormer uh he dewormer and by the way smart, you talk yeah smart guy smart guy <laughs> and by the way yeah my partner gary otto we work for a long time now together with overball raw produced so much stuff is an executive producer on various ball films too Yep. And yeah. Gary, you're in Florida and I'm by Frankfurt in Germany. So we are across the ocean, basically. I know the amazing things that technology can do. So it's like one o'clock in the afternoon there. I think it's like seven o'clock in the morning here, but it's all good, my friend. Uh, I bet it, I wish so I was. You, in so we, you can never do this when you have a hangover this early, basically. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but good. I mean, if, if you're already fit, uh, I have a podcast in Germany also, what I do with a guy like Kai Blasberg. And it turned into a success. We started January 2021. So we do it now since nine months. And um, it, and I felt like let's do an English speaking one for the more American audience because I'm still more interested in like, politics in US and the film business in, in US, of course, because I made mostly American films uh, uh, my whole career. Yeah, let's take and a step back and talk about who is Uwe Ball. Uwe Ball has directed such various films, video game adaptions like uh, House of the Dead, Far Cry, Dungeon Siege, uh, I can't even remember, Postal, Blood Rain, uh, you can you can name them and you've probably alone in the dark. You forgot. Oh, alone. My favorite. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, yeah, and, and then, then I did of course yes, other films. like Rampage and Salt on Wall Street. Uh, you, you, well, uh, now coming out right. Yeah, so that is the new film. I basically after Rampage three, I felt uh, it's an end of an era, basically. And at that point, with the declining DVD market and everything, I felt it doesn't make sense to make any films anymore. But then in the last three years, the streamers got so big, and everything changed. Everything uh, uh, completely turned upside down. So I felt uh moving back to germany last year and then going back to films and the first film i did is a very small film but also a very important film because on uh, uh, february 19 2020 by frankfurt in a little town called hanau a kuanon guy kuanon what, what how, how you say it actually uh kuanon 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 uh, um, you know, you got me, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, but whatever. But Quran is that what it is? Quran? I don't know. Yeah, the, but, but the fake news guys, right? So, who believe in Bill Clinton is a pedophile together? Oh, with the Q anon. Q anon. Exactly. Okay, so this guy, uh, Tobias Ratken was his name. He was the first a Q anon mass murder so he killed nine migrants in two different locations and then he shot his mother and himself and i tell in my film the story and i'm very happy that i in the process of closing a deal for us also with buffalo 8 so the film will be available then in america also i assume in the end only on streamers you know like who will put in a german-speaking film a theatrical money but I think it's an important film, and in Germany I got a lot of criticism, and it, it will come out in uh, January. And I got a lot of criticism about that I did the film too early after the killings, uh, a week, uh, a, a year later. And I felt, no, it's not, because it's very important to do things like 
this kind of political content faster and not 10 years later where everybody gives a shit about what happened. So I think it's important to do things faster because there's still investigations. There's still um, um, also this kind of uh, news footage about it all the time. And I feel to give a voice to basically following the perpetrator through the night uh basically almost in real time doing what he did and um he was at a lot of times like talking to himself so he posted in on youtube actually in english language a message to america on the same day he did the attack where he warned america uh to not give up to not getting like overtaken by uh um, the conspiracy theorists and the the uh the bankers and Rothschild and all that stuff, what we know from all the Trump conspiracies. And um, he, for example, claimed also he uh, had the idea for Prison Break for the TV show. And wow. he also said he de de uh, uh, developed Basic Instinct 2 oh, and, and stuff like this. He was completely out of it. And yeah. I, uh, Stefan Menekes, the actor who worked with me on <clears throat> Blubberella in Auschwitz, in Postal, and yeah. very strong in Stoic was Edward Furlong. Well, well, just Stephen to cut in real quick, I think the guy would have to be crazy to admit partnership with making, e even if it's not true. Basic Instinct 2, come on. <laughs> we can pick a better movie. No, it's not about partnership. <laughs> nothing was true. He was just <laughs> working in a bank. Uh, and had no contact to any film industry, but but he, uh, you remember then with the with the vaccinations that they say you get chipped, right? Oh. That is the the miss you get chipped from Bill Gates Ooh, if you yeah. take the vaccine. So, and so uh, he said in his manifesto, he wrote like a thirty-three pages manifesto that he was chipped as a baby. So it means 41 years ago from the secret society where he then basically uh, from the baby times on was already like a sleeper, like a, like an agent sleeper. So and like a, identity. Okay. Yeah. And agent Schmidt was, was from the CIA was in his brain and he activated him then to do the, the thing, what he finally did. And, um, I play in the film with it. So you know, I play basically Agent Schmidt, but I'm not like visible and nobody hears my voice. But so the actor, Stefan Menekes, who was in all that movies for me before, he did a sensational job and just he had to like react to it, right? For example, um, when he drives to the first, uh, to the Shisha bar where they where he killed like five people and or four people and hurt another six or seven were like uh, badly hurt. and he uh, so he said for example okay schmidt if the next light is red i'm not doing the whole thing and then he drives to the next intersection and it's green and he continues uh, totally happily and said you know i know it you could switch the light from red to green and um all that stuff is scary i yeah. mean the movie is very uh, uh, it's like a psychogram, right? It, 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 psychodrama. It's, it's very scary to watch all that misinformation, fake news in a character in, in, in reality. And yesterday in Germany on a gas station, a guy didn't got a six pack. He couldn't buy a six pack of beer because yeah. he didn't have a mask on. And then he went back and shot the guy in the head and killed him. And then it's, yeah, it's, it happened yesterday here. And it's a total, let's say, uh, shows how crazy these people already get it. Yeah. My little son, Walter, came by. Walter. It is scary. He was doing always the videos also with you and me. Hey, Walter. What's up, man? Hello. How you doing? Good. He's in Florida in USA. And it's yeah. very early in the morning there and not here where we, he came already from school today oh. and uh in his school uh, a lot of brawls a lot of like fights actually oh that's bad yeah What's going on? I, I i know but me. i know and he's like 
uh, a lot of times in the middle of it, right, Walter? Yeah, sometimes I'm just trying to get out of. Like sometimes kids just circle me and then I'm trying to get out of it, and then literally every accident hit hit the guy in the face. <laughs> but I didn't even get accident. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Because I, because I literally just threw somebody on the ground and, and got out of there. It's like. Welcome in Germany. Like when, oh, that, when, that's when the Second World War is still continuing. Oh my goodness. First American podcast with Gary Otto Natalie. Now my wife comes in. Walter is in as the king of the brawl, ready to join the worldwide wrestling league. In like, so good to mommy. We have to continue here quick. Uber Ball Raw USA. The podcast. I know. <laughs> And so as as our hi, how you doing? <laughs> it's seven o'clock in the morning for Gary. So. Bright and early. No, no, no. But it, he already got it accepted in all the major podcasts in the US. So it will be yeah. everywhere, starting today or whenever. Yeah. So when we take the next day, it's on or when is it on? It'll be on once I'm done clipping the beginning part. It'll be on Apple and Google and all the, all of the major podcast websites. So we should be good. Excellent. Okay, Walter, let's get out of here. podcast. I'll see you later, Walty. Okay. You stay strong, okay, bud. Okay, bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye, oh. Natalie. Bye. So you see, he adjusted to to Germany, <clears throat> and. Uh, that sounds real tough, man. Like that's a lot tougher than the U.S. In the U.S., everyone's about like no bullying and shit. I mean, of course, bullying is bad, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it. But I have to say, like, I also on purpose didn't yeah. put him on, uh, like the, the you know, like a private school or something. So he's yeah. in Germany. The public school system normally is very good, but we living here in a little rougher neighborhood. We have a lot of migrants, you know, from around the world. Oh. And I put him on purpose there because I want that he grows up for real and not like parachute bulldozer parenting, you know? So you have to uh, uh, get your own confidence and you also have to like do things against resistance. I mean, that is how I grew up and, and I think it, it's better for him. Uh, not to go to the Montessori school and they're all dancing some letters, you know, like uh, <laughs> hand in hand to the rainbow. And uh, uh, I, I felt it's maybe better to um, to just Learn do how, this. I mean, if it gets too real, rough, I, yeah. yeah, real people will act. You know, I get it for yeah, sure. You know, yeah, and it's not like super bloody fights, you know, but it's it's kind of like territorial and then uh, uh, the one's jealous for the other one what whatever but but I I think it's it's better to do this this way I hope then uh, after the four years of the elementary school here he can go into the gymnasium and and uh, get do is doing his normal his normal way right I mean the good thing with Germany is uh, you barely have any private schools the public school system and the university system is free and uh so if you go through it you never have any costs besides buying some school books you know so and and your your what you write with but uh, i felt always in uh, in comparison in all that years i compared a lot also in overball raw between us and and germany or canada where i lived also seven years 2013 till 2020 um, and all countries have that that uh, positive sides and negative sides you know so uh, but definitely in regards when it comes to medical or, the, or education yeah. uh, US is a third world country yes. or, or you are a super millionaire and you have shitloads of money then US is heaven right well you that's, that's what that's what the GOP, I mean, I'm a centrist and I can even see they're trying to eliminate the middle class so it's just rich and poor. And we're getting there more and more every day where the divide, the, the gray area between the rich and the poor is slowly disintegrating. Um, that's why there's all these jobs. Trump's 
you know, says, I've added all these jobs to the market. If you add a couple million $10 an hour jobs to the market, that's not sustainable in this market. So anyway, I don't want to go on that tangent again, but. No, but, but, no, but, but you're right. I mean, it's also, look at the, what's happening now with the immigration. Uh, I saw that things where the Texas Rangers like <clears throat> were riding with horses basically into the crowd, pushing them yeah, into the river. So, and but but I am, as you said, like I think we both are uh, having. Uh, we're not left and we're not right. We we basically trying to see the truth in everything and and calling it out. And the reality is. Let's say you open the borders and you say, who gives a shit who comes in? U.S. will get overrun in the next 20 years. You will have 100 million refugees from Latin America. They're all coming up. So that is the reality. So now what you do, what you actually want to do, there is Europe and America need migration and they're getting migration. And Canada has, of course, the, uh, uh, the best cards because they have no borders only to the US. Yeah. So they cannot get overrun from Syria, like Europe or Afghanistan, and they cannot get overrun from Mexico, Honduras, and so on. So, but but the US and also Europe need to face uh, the problem. And um, you cannot unlimited let people in, but you also cannot be completely inhuman and yeah. treat them like shit, put them in cages or uh, uh, divide kids away from the parents. And then they forgot, actually in US, right? They forgot to write down who is who. And now they don't find 4,000 kids. So it's like insanity. And and uh, I, I think what we all have to do is we have to go there where the problems are. We have to go to Latin America. We have to go to Africa. We have to be aware of the climate change. And we, we need to change things there so that they have help there and the life there i think that right now with the haitians there's a lot of haitians coming over the border and i agree that everybody should be treated with respect and and fairly and not be thrown into the river but from what i understand um and correct me if i'm wrong there's no like usually people come from other countries where they're being oppressed by their government and there's no oppression in Haiti. They're citing things like some recent earthquake or something like that. But really, the goal is just they think that their their quality of life is going to be improved by going to the U.S. And um, so, I, yeah, there does need to be, uh, you know, vetting. So some of these people may not be qualified, but do it in a humane uh, way where you're accountable and you're doing, you know, treat them like if it's an American system with American standards, don't treat others under that standard. Like, you know what I mean? Like treat them as if they were Americans. You're gonna document it like it's Americans. You're not gonna lose those kids. You know what I mean? Etc. Yeah. Um, but I, I I think that not all of them should, like the, the huge flux should not be, it's a lot of people, man. So I get it. But Trump also set this up for, for failure so he could, come down the line and say look at what a bad job biden is doing oh it's it's a disaster he kind of set him up for failure in various things including afghanistan you know <laughs> oh. yeah i mean no he had that back that back uh drop so what he did was in earlier years you could <clears throat> be applying for asylum at the border then they were holding you or wherever you went and, and, and then you it took a year before they judge or whatever and decides you can stay or not yeah but trump changed that drastically and you cannot really apply anymore and enter now you apply and then they push you back into mexico so now in mexico uh, and the gangs are taking over i heard about this totally people getting robbed killed yeah. blackmailed because think about it most of the people coming also from honduras up whatever they have everything what they have with them so now, if you live in a little camp on the Mexican border together with 400,000 other people, uh, you are toast for the drug cartel. You know, yeah. they steal the girls for prostitution. They, uh, 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 and they, they steal your money because they know you have some money. You Did you see that Rambo film, man? Did you see that? The last one? Yes, oh. it, was, it was realistic. Also with human trafficking. You know, yeah. 
and all that stuff and uh, um, you know and it's uh, it's even more terrible things also about like an organ uh, that people getting killed for their organs right you're getting uh. so sold out like get a new kidney and we kidnap a guy out of a shithole tent so um, and in, in Europe because it's a little different uh, um, where the ocean is right Germany has for example you cannot enter Germany from Afghanistan or wherever so you have to go through other countries first so now they have in Greece and Turkey they have similar things like massive massive camps with refugees and dictators like Erdogan from Turkey getting billions from the EU to keep them there you know because they don't France Germany Austria whatever they don't want all that refugees they took already a lot of refugees so they pay Erdogan to keep them in the camps and the the situation like the conditions in the camps are horrible Oh, I mean, yeah. when I see reports about that camp, I have to say, I better back in Afghanistan. Well, I that's mean, a, to- a totally corrupt government. That's so sad what's happened to Turkey, man. I'm not even going to go into it. I'm going to zip my mouth so I don't get sued. <laughs> like me, yeah, because I, it, I insulted Erdogan's, Erdogan years ago. And yeah, to my nice. surprise, I got a lawsuit from him in Germany. And they filed a criminal complaint against me. Uh, additional. Isn't that, so, isn't that amazing that Erdogan listens to Uva Ball raw? Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. And the good thing is, I got because on the lawsuit they had to write his personal address, right? So I have his private personal address, the Sultan of Turkey. So I can always send him new letters from his biggest fan from Germany. And uh, <laughs> interesting was that shortly after Germany changed the law. So now he cannot sue me anymore, for oh, example. If, if I insult him again, uh, nobody gives a shit. And the, the state attorney dropped the case against me without ever talking to me. So they, he never followed up on Aragon's claim. But the uh, his attorney collected 4,000 euro from me yeah. uh, for his costs. You know, And then my attorney told me if that goes to court, I'm losing. And uh, so that was the thing. So I actually had to pay 4,000 euro to the super billionaire Erdogan from Turkey. And I'm sure and, and to, anybody, to anybody looking for that episode, we had to remove the episode. It was online really briefly, but that is the lost episode. I think by court order, uh, it had to be. Yeah. yeah, but that shows also it matters, right? Overball Raw and stuff like this overall matters. And uh, I'm just amazed about that one purpose talkers like there are a lot of podcasts very ex- very successful and I think we should get here also a lot of fans because yeah. we are the majority we are not like freaks you know and and uh, when you listen to Alex Jones or this kind of people it's insanity and it's oh, just yeah. like uh, and, and and we try to 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 bring the facts and be logical uh and not like uh yes we are emotional but but we're not emotionally in a way like the hanau murderer right yeah. so we're the opposite side of people like this we go to the bottom of of things and when you mentioned afghanistan i mean think about what actually happened a total failure there is nothing to sugarcoat on Afghanistan. It was an idiotic war, trillions of dollars, Europe and America together. And even 10 years after Bin Laden was dead, they stayed there. And uh, that idea you turn over a country like this and now everybody has a bikini on and (laughs) goes to the outdoor pool and goes to McDonald's, it was and is bullshit. You know, even the non-Taliban people are mostly like very serious, strong Muslims with burqas and whatever. It's not only the Taliban who follow that lifestyle. And basically, we spend now tons and tons of billions of dollars to um, mm-hmm. to basically yeah. so that five thousand girls can now go to school and be influencers on TikTok. Uh, but the rest of the country, uh, tons of millions of people, uh, basically never, never changed before or after. So what a waste. 
why were they, why were then not moving into Yemen into the Arab world where where the same policies happen where women cannot vote where women cannot go to school but there we don't do anything so but in Afghanistan we wanted to make that example of we can turn this country into a whatever democracy and yeah. the only thing what happened in the end is that the state president stole 190 million bucks and lives now in uh, uh, in Dubai uh, uh, in, in a beach house you know it, I mean who goes to the Russian collects the money back what the Russians tried to invade Afghanistan they failed uh, Britain tried to invade they failed and what made the US think that suddenly they could do it and I think it's freaking so hypocritical of the Republicans to talk now about a waste of public spending when we've been funding this fucking war this this occupation in Afghanistan for 20 years that started under the Republican fucking leadership. So if you want to talk about why we're the United States is in debt, let's go back to this whole occupation and the hundreds of billions of dollars that it costs for us to do this for 20 years. I, I'm shocked. And then they we want to do infrastructure upgrades of the United States, things like I heard some of the car companies are going to go all electric in the next 10 years and they want to install more electric stations. They want to compete with China and all the other countries that are growing technologically. And the Republicans are digging their heels and saying, it's a waste, waste of spending. We're going to be truly a third world country in comparison to everybody else who's growing in technology uh, in their infrastructure. And we're not because the Republicans are wasting it on fucking war games. Anyway, I'm done. Totally. And think about also, like, I mean, the prime example actually happened then with the suicide attack <clears throat> at the evacuation at the airport. And then, like, almost a day later, you remember it was everywhere, we found the perpetrators and killed them with a drone strike. And then there was six, seven children in a truck got killed. And a lot, of, a lot of kids. Yeah. A lot yes. Of kids. And, and, and the big water bottles were like bombs. Like they thought there were bombs, but there were water bottles. And, but this happened under Obama, by the way, massively. The the drone strikes, drone thousands yes. of drone yeah. strikes. So, and I feel always like, besides the press trying to say how good we were there, we were invaders. We're and trigger happy. It's trigger happy. Obama, the people who are operating this shit, there should be better oversight. So they're not just like thinking of it like a fucking video game. Because it's this is fucking war games, man. Those are real guns, and you know what? It's not like drones are some super uh, advanced technology. I think that there's great room for human error, and the United States are so. I mean, it's it's it pains me to say it, but we're so cocky about our performance and so passive and dehumanizing to anybody who doesn't fit our standard of what's acceptable. It's so xenophobic. Um, that I don't know. I, I wouldn't trust the kind of people who have their fingers on the triggers with that kind of shit. So no wonder, you know, it doesn't matter who's president. It's like our whole system is kind of inflicted with this, um, this kind of prideful, boastful violence instead of like pause. Like it's always, let's take them over. You know, we can show them the American way. What, why don't we guide them with their own, like Afghanistan should have always been like, we help guide them and establish their own principles and get them away from, you know, chopping off each other's heads and, and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. Uh, it's impossible, you know. Uh, yeah, but it's also when you think so there, there is a uh, on YouTube. I, I mentioned that years ago there, from Vice Media was this kind of uh, this is how winning looks like. It's maybe eight years old. And it is about the Afghanistan war. And even eight years ago, big parts were already in the hands of the Taliban. So the, the army, Germany was in the north, America was in the south. And then they were the, the biggest uh, uh, amount of soldiers were from, actually from US and from Germany in Afghanistan all that time. And all and, these weapons they got from the United States practically, because the, they, they kept taking over areas that we had weaponry. So they have a lot. I understand they have a lot. Yeah, of they, they took helicopters, but they took. They, but they took also, and that, that is the why that why that doku was so interesting. Is for example, there's a scene 
we're like the Afghanistan police force or whatever. Like they got educated and then, so you see them like shooting at something and they're shooting and shooting and shooting. And the guy from Vice asked them like, I mean, what, what are you actually shooting at? I mean, I don't see anything here besides a tree. And then he said, no, it's about uh, collecting the shells. <laughs> so they were selling the metal of the shells on the ground. And to get to collect the, the metal, you have to shoot so that the, the, the uh, uh, bly, like the, what is in the bullet, like, you know, flies out and is gone. And the shell is on the ground and the shell has the more interesting uh, uh, material, what they were able to sell. And I think this is what the West or the NATO is doing on the big scale. They justifying military budgets every year. So they just have to blow things up. You, I mean, you cannot just spend 700 billion bucks a year like the US and you just don't shoot a bullet. So you have to also use shit. And I think Afghanistan was a perfect opportunity to just get like, keep spending, like just uh, uh, plainly bomb the mountains and every bomb is a hundred grand and the company who builds the bombs has the justification next year we're getting another three billion bucks for that bombs we're using for drones and what's and all oh, it's so absurd it sounds but i think it's kind of realistic they what? own the people who own those companies are the people who are donating to like the republican party and like they have their hands in the pockets of all these politicians so of course they want to kind of some of these people even own those companies what was it dick cheney owned one of the companies that manufactured yeah. tanks or something. <laughs> so he, he was, uh, uh, um, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't uh, exactly. I don't, it, was, it was a while ago. Scale. No, but, but, but the thing is, what I feel is, uh, it's this kind of like, let's say we had happy peace on earth for this kind of industry would be an absolutely disaster. And interesting is that not, not Bill Clinton and not Obama and also now not Biden attacking the defense budget you know they're not like uh we cut it in half because even china spends only 20 percent of us and uh china is already able to basically militarily compete with everybody on the planet so it's like it's just a total hole where money sings away and then as you said then there are no money for bridges for streets, for schools, for like internet connection in schools, for uh, air filters in buildings because of Corona. Now you could filter everything out with great uh, filters, whatever, like for nothing is money there. Yeah, well, I mean, but nobody at, touches that budget. Like the internet in Europe, you guys have fiber everywhere. In the US, it's only in certain major cities because our infrastructure cannot handle it. Our infrastructure is so old and dated for like the old school days of AT&T landlines, we really need to upgrade to compete or to, to, to get the benefits of all of this technology that we have. Stop living in like 1980. It's <laughs> yeah. It's also interesting on the last, uh, when you talk about the infrastructure, Bill Mayer made a good point in his last, whatever, uh, two weeks ago, where he okay. said, the West has no water and the east gets flooded so why we're not building pipelines he said why we can build five thousand miles long pipelines for oil but when oh. it comes to water when it comes to water we are basically letting the west completely de die i mean when you see what's happening colorado river and whatever las vegas is basically in 10 years will be disappeared i mean there's just no more water and so if they don't start building uh, pipelines also from the ocean, for example, and they take the salt out of the water on the big scale, then we will be basically uh, uh, seeing California uh, vaporizing. I mean, there, there will be like in 20 years that it's unlivable. It's completely unlivable. So uh, I think it's interesting, like bringing things like simple things up like this from a talk host uh makes me think like what are the politics thinking like what, what, what why nobody ever mentioned that that idea of we have no water 
but there is enough water on the other side, so we just have to bring it over. I think that a lot of the climate change stuff has happening so quickly and it was ignored for a number of years under Trump that now they need to scramble for a solution and they need to start thinking like that because something does need to be done and now they can't just wait 10 years for someone else to do it it's time to be proactive and actually stand the fuck up and 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 and, and conceptualize revolutionary technology to help you know us survive the the, the effects of the climate change there's disasters happening all over the country floodings just uh the, New York, the the East River uh, turning into ice every December is totally fucking out of out of control, and um, I don't know. I I think that it's something. I think Biden is aware of it, but he he needs to get off his ass, and he needs to start doing something about it. That Bill Maher is right. So, yeah. And, and coming back to Afghanistan, quick. Thirty-eight million people are in Afghanistan and mm -hmm. Afghanistan size is double as Germany the, the so and then how you want to then control a country like this where also 70% of Afghanistan's like land <coughs> is mountains it's like really like the Rocky Mountains so it's the reason they never could catch terrorists or never really Put a real damage into the Taliban because they had like tunnels in the mountains similar to the the Viet Cong at the Vietnam War and stuff like this so it, it it's just a completely waste of time right you could never defeat Afghanistan and as yeah. a reason the Russians also couldn't defeat it and and uh, but we of course nobody ever learns from the past I mean that is like completely uncool uh, uh to to basically really learn from the past and uh it's it's basically crystal clear total bullshit and uh why we do all that mistakes i mean we, we're making as an earth in general so many mistakes but this time it counts with the global warming, today was again another study that the ice melts way faster as ever predicted. You know, way faster. So we have horror news after horror news about the nature and the environment. And now all that mistakes adding up. They're adding up to a catastrophic, disastrous uh, rate card to who, who rules us. Like who we should follow. follow, And I think the, the, the reason that basically 30% of the Americans are in completely brainless no man's land is also not alone, the, 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 they're not alone guilty of it. You know, like it comes from something. It comes from that most of the people don't feel represented anymore. Most of them, they are lost. And because they're lost, like, Joe Rogan is lost, right? He cannot, he has no real, let's say, deep-rooted uh, natural science education behind him. He and uh, hundreds of millions of other people, and they, they're they getting lost. And then Dude, they start Joe Rogan is high on his own farts, man. Joe what? Rogan, he's, he's high on his own farts. He thinks he's fucking hot shit. He's high on his own celebrity. And the same thing with Alex Jones. Once upon a time, both these dudes were sensible people, like when Alex Jones had a wife, but something fucking happened to these people along the way that turned them into like sensationalistic assholes who fucking toot their own horn and they're surrounded by psychophants and followers. Yes, men, I think they've gotten warped and deranged and they've lost their fucking way, you know? No, that also, that you have too. But, you, but, but, but to give a little credit is also, I think, uh, most of that uh, uh, conspiracy theorists and mass deniers and whatever, um, they got, of course, uh, fed with wrong information. And then they, they read, look only into Facebook and pitch shoot and YouTube and whatever, instead of the news or instead of 
recognizing any form of real journalism uh, or historians books or whatever they don't care about all of this they're getting all their news from basically totally infiltrators but still well you move, know the move to this wait one second the move to this kind of infiltrators happens only because the politics fail yes you know because they are not having the answers or the strategies to solve the problems we have on this planet they are just not able to pull it off anymore and i think that is the biggest danger we're facing here you know the biggest danger we're facing really is uh that uh the 50 at one point taking over and they will also destroy like the real trump mob don't want elections anymore they want the king they want a dictator they want somebody who appears to say the truth who appears to be on their side to, who appears to, uh, uh, to 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 take care of them and and that is the reason they, they got so vicious also at the storm of the capital and everything because they were basically lost they're, they're really lost and disappointed about uh, everything and uh, Biden started strong, but Biden is now also already struggling with the reality, with the daily reality of love, like all the shit shows happening around him. And all these, what makes Trump and Alex Jones, these people dangerous is like, at, sometimes they'll report or they'll weave reality, reality, part of reality, news with their own personal narrative and people will look to them, uh, as a like a saint and anything they say is true you know what i mean so some of it sounds convincing because it's weaved it's like truth weaved with fiction truth then back to fiction or like truth distorted with fictional elements so like it sounds almost believable um like alex jones for example alex jones visited bohemian grove and he took video of it that is a real place that you know, where they have these secret meetings of the super rich and they have the giant stone owl that they sacrifice a Babylonian god to, whatever the fuck. I have no idea. It's some weird shit the Republicans and presidents go to. So it's a real thing that he's documented on his website. So that's crazy. And then people are like, wow, that's really interesting. And then they look to him as an authoritative source on any anything that any sort of conspiracy so that's the one part that's true and then anything else he says he can like my vitality pills will give you extra life he sells all he hawks all sorts of shit on his site it's all an end game to him selling his material but it's so warped with distortions you know what i mean yeah you hear what i'm saying yeah yeah no i i and i uh but that is also a lot of from that conspiracy theorists, right? There is a root is true. You know, there is that skulls and bones society and stuff like this. Yeah, like, there the, are like the, meetings, the meetings where yeah. people in today's time putting masks on, like uh, 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 Ice White Chuck from Stanley Kubrick, right? And we know from Jeffrey Epstein, he had sex parties with very important rich people and young girls. All that. There is a lot of dirt. There is a lot of craziness. There is, there is a lot of cult kind of things happening. But there's no fucking Pizzagate fucking nonsense. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But, but they spin it. They spin it up to to unbe unbelievable amounts of, of insanity. And that is the thing. For example, we had the floods in Germany. So we had basically, you can say, mostly at the River Rhine, uh, um, um, low uh, positioned. Uh, little uh, more like uh, touristy cities got flooded because it was too much rain there was too much all, all kinds of stuff the water the water flooded that that cities away there were 180 german people dead uh and it was was a, a, a total um, let's say uh mistake also from the government because they didn't want the people at the right time they had the indication there will be a flooding a day before already but they didn't really took it too serious so in that one night, 180 people uh, died because they couldn't get out of their houses. They were old, mostly old people couldn't get on top of the, the, the roof or whatever. So a total disaster and it shows how real global warming is. But the spin of the US, like mass deniers, vaccination haters was the following. 
<laughs> I'm not lying. I tell you the story. They they, they uh, uh, wrote it everywhere, and it's it's not only like five people. It's five hundred thousand people who say it was so. They said the good people. Uh, oh no, somebody ring the bell, and now my dog will bark. So uh, <laughs> they open the door. So the the good people flooded it. Good people flooded their towns because in the basements of dead houses were the pedophile ring from Hillary Clinton, George Soros, or whatever in Europe. Okay. And, and because of the flooding, they were able before the flooding and uh, secretly to free all the kids. So I, I, I mean, you have to think about it. who can come to this kind of story. You have to be completely out of your fucking mind. You yeah, know? you'd think that common sense would fucking take over and people would say, this story sounds fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah, but also you should, you, 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 <laughs> of course, and you would also have to say, it's not only ridiculous, but it's also, okay, where are then the kids? I mean, where yeah. is like the photos? Yeah. Everybody it? has cell phones, right? Where are the photos from little dirty kids coming out of basements? Yeah. Uh, uh, and why are the, all the kids by accident in a flood region? You know, it would be like in US, the pedophile ring is only Louisiana in a few basements. So, uh, uh, <laughs> because there is a flood coming. Wait, I opened the door for my dog. Wait, one second. <laughs> Woof. Yeah, it's Bessie and she got yesterday an operation on her leg because she had a little, uh, yeah, is it a tumor or whatever it is, they cut it out and uh, we will, we will know next, next week if it was a, a real cancer or it was just a water fat kind of cyst on her leg. So, but I have to look for her every day because she cannot, it's not allowed of course to lick on the stitches. So uh, that is always the biggest thing with dogs that they totally idiotically start licking on wounds. Because it itches. <laughs> no stitches. Yeah, there were like eight stitches to uh, cut, it, uh, cut it out and then they stitched it up, you know. So and now she has a tape around it, but she's chewing on it. She wants to get rid of the tape. So, yeah. So, Uva, Uva, do you want to do fan mail? Yeah. We have 10, we, have, we always said, I, I don't like podcasts, they're like three or four hours, two hours. That we, we, we will continue with like around an hour of podcast, plus minus like five, eight minutes. I think it's the best way to do it. And then uh, one time a week, and if we get a lot of listeners, we can do it more often. We will see. So, okay, what, what fan mail do you have? All right, let's take a look. So... Let's see if people have emailed Uva Ball Raw. So John Hollister says, I just want to say I really enjoyed the Rampage trilogy, which I feel is highly underrated. I also thoroughly agree with the message it made about the elite trying to control the masses through the illusion of freedom. This is a mind-controlling dictatorship in the costume of democracy. The only thing I do find hypocritical, though, is the call for an armed revolt while also saying that such measures as gun control are needed. So how can a revolt happen without the proper armament to do it? Aside from that, I find the films to be very well done. <laughs> uh... It's, it's in a way a good point he's making, but um, the point is also that you shouldn't run around on a daily life with your guns. And I think that is more, I think the gun control uh, I'm asking for all that years. You know, you need, for example, in Germany, everybody knows also I own guns and I have a gun license. So. In Germany, you have to go to a shooting club. You join the shooting club. Then you shoot for a few months. Then you do a test, a practical test that you actually can hit the target uh, and that you can load a weapon and stuff like this. And a theoretically test about like that you know something. So then you get the permit and then you can go and buy a gun. And they're putting it in the system that you own that gun. It's already massive different to US. You know, because they're checking out also 
are you a criminal are you a mental ill person like stuff like this gets checked before the city issues you the gun permit in yes. us you can go to a gun show as a total psycho uh, a taliban terrorist and they still will sell you a mashing gun so and that <laughs> is the, i mean that is the absurdity and that is why i'm i'm a pro gun uh, i'm not pro uh, uh, like disallowing all the guns but i'm totally like it has to be controllable and of course also in germany you cannot carry your gun around in a restaurant or in a supermarket i mean it's insane then you get a fight about a parking spot and you have two dead people i mean it's it's like this kind of like if everybody carries guns around you have way more people getting shot period mm -hmm. so and uh, um, the gun should be in your house in a safe uh, unaccessible for kids so you know and then if you're safe in your house you can take it out overnight and you have it by you uh, you know if you feel like you are threatened by intruders but uh, otherwise you have to lock it up in a safe and uh, I mean you how many kids in America killed other kids with a gun just laying on the desk yes. playing boom dead or uh, that you have way less in I mean uh, uh, you have thousands and thousands and thousands of people getting shot and killed in US a year and, and you have hundreds in Germany only you know, but in Germany are also millions of weapons, way less than in the US, but, but uh, millions. So, and uh, I think it's really like this kind of, um, you cannot just hand out to everybody guns, period. You need to see uh, it's reasonable, uh, reasonable uh, people. And, and, and I agree with him that Rampage is, but is Rampage underrated? I think Rampage has good ratings and everybody who knows that films loves them. Well, the next question is an, another Rampage question. Here we go. So Todd Feitel says, this may not be the right place, or, but any news on Rampage 4? It's been a while since the teaser and it seems there's been no word on it. Can't wait. Also, there's maybe two German restaurants in Chicago and they all aren't very good. Maybe expand to Chicago so we can have some good sour broughten here. Yeah, uh, yeah. We finished our bowers in Vancouver up at the beginning. Begin at the pandemic because we always were uh, had also problems uh, with our landlord, and then we settled it all, and it's all over. So we're not uh, continuing hospitality. So I, I go back to. Uh, I went back to movies, and I really want to move something forward in the next few years with a few more films. Uh, Rampage Four. I mean, Bill Williamson is dead. So the only way to activate Rampage 4 would be kind of a copycat killer or a copycat guy who is a, where Bill Williamson is his hero and he goes for it. Or we have a whole group of Bill Williamson fans going for it. That are all possibilities. There's enough reasons to, uh, to do it. But I personally would love to do more like a film like Postal 2. I mean, I, because I think Postal 1 aged so well uh, that it doesn't feel uh, old. It, feel, it feels like uh, there's the most actual political incorrect satire shot yesterday. There's nothing else what came after Postal even close to this kind of absurdity. And now the world we're living, I mean, when we shot Postal, that was like 10 years ago, away from Trump still. And then it all happened, the, the total absurdity, the shit show. And um, so I feel uh, Postal 2 would make sense. Last week I gave an interview here to a team from uh, Arizona. Um, they do a Postal documentary about the game. And the film uh, is part of it. So, uh, and that brought back to my attention that also the game is a cult classic. It's still there, like the film is a cult classic. Yeah. And I, I would love to do a, a Postal a postal too because it's it also what makes yeah yeah i mean house of the house of that i mean uh, uh, rampage without brandon fletcher as bill williamson will have a hard time to compete yes yes okay let's yeah. give it a question yeah. here um so from luke tedder 
Hi, Uva. Big fan of your work and especially your YouTube channel. I agree a great deal with your views on politics, climate, and Hollywood. We really do have to change. To be honest, I'm surprised your videos don't have more views. Being a micro-budget filmmaker myself, I'm very keen on learning anything I can as I continue to make films, which, bring, which brings me to asking if your book is also available in English. Yeah, no, unfortunately not. And um, yeah, I mean, we could translate it, but we don't have a publisher in the US, so we would have to maybe even self-publish it. But it could be a possibility that I just at one point next year sit down, update the book, write it all in English, send it to you, and you go no. over and polish it. Absolutely. And then, and, you know, and then we we, we release it uh, in the US. I mean, there's small yeah. distributors here in Germany too. They say, uh, for example, Amazon offers to print and order. You know, it's like a, a possibility there. We have to oh, price yeah, no, it. Oh, yeah, no, that's a good idea, good idea. Yeah, you know, and then we just push it forward. I mean, uh, uh, I think uh, at least a few thousand people, but it would be interesting to read my biography, my film biography mostly, uh, in English with all the little episodes from the <clears throat> uh, drunk Michael Madsen or the uncontrollable uh, Tara Reid in Alone in the Dark. <laughs> So next question is from Benedict Sheffer. And he says, Hi, Dr. Ball. Please make a Corona crisis movie. Sincerely a fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we. I think the Corona crisis slowly comes to an end. Um, hopefully there's not a mutation coming. Uh, what, what, uh, you make a movie where the coronavirus mutates into an actual monster. <laughs> I know, <laughs> sponsored by the beer company. But, uh, you know, what I, why I don't want to do this because I think we're all so tired, yes, of corona. We're all so pissed off about the last one and a half, almost two years of our lives that, um, we're kind of done with it. I just want to get over it. I want, I want to forget it. You know, everybody should have it or should got shots or, uh, uh, you know, or still, still getting it. Everybody says everybody who's not vaccinated now will get it basically. And then we will have that herd immunity coming up. And then we should really say, you know what, call it a day. I hope we can focus on other problems in the next 10 years. <laughs> okay. Next question. Um, I don't think you're going to like this one, but it says from Chris Sanchez, Dr. Mr. Ball, I found out about your show today and I am enamored with it. I saw a Kickstarter for it and saw you got funded. Congratulations. I saw one of the rewards was for a cover album sung by you and wondering if you had recorded it already. I would like to listen to the album. Is it only for Kickstarter backers? Let me know if there's any way I can hear you sing some more songs. Thank you for your time. Now that is your fault, Gary. <laughs> you put things up, I don't even know. And then you promise people things. Uh, uh, I know nothing about till I have to do another, another karaoke song or something. Uh, and I hate that stuff. So you might have to do another karaoke. I think you never recorded Marilyn Manson. So. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next question. Next question. Um, I was re-watching re Seed and letting the credits roll. I heard the heavy metal I'm a Little Teapot song for the first time. Was just wondering what the name of that song was, if it's available anywhere. Is there a soundtrack available for Seed? And was wondering if the version of the song Fury by Black Tiger used in House of the Dead is available anywhere. I've always loved the soundtracks to Uwe Ball movies. Oh my God. And uh, I know okay. you weren't expecting that, huh? See? Well, I don't know, but look here, there is, I just found a website here. Seed Original Motion Picture Soundtrack. Oh no. It's on, I, I, I will what's happened over to you and then you can post it to him 
uh, yeah. where it's like it looks also it costs absolutely nothing. Oh my god! T- typical that I don't make any money on it as usual, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know so. And then oh, that's there it is. So there we go. So and let's see if there's any. I see. I got your link. Okay, cool. Next question. Um, from Steve Foreman, Uva. I wanted to let you know that I'm obviously a big fan of your movies, and I was actually really surprised to learn that you are considered to be one of the worst directors of all time. That is so far from the truth. I'm not even sure what to say. I've seen many bad movies, and none of your films fall into that category. I've gone out of my way to see as many as I can, and I always enjoy the action, the dialogue, the editing, the music, everything. Really, not much else to tell you other than that. Peace out. Yeah, you know, there's an interesting story about Germany. There's a TV channel, Tele Five. They showed a lot of my films, and they have a, a category. Schlefatz means the, the worst films on earth. They show it every week, one day in the evening, like at the peak. Uh, 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 films you cannot even believe it, right? The schlock or whatever. And 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 they always have this host. They're making fun out of me, and they say who was the worst director ever. <laughs> but in 180 films shown, was not one Uwe Ball film. So I asked him, we did, because we had him in our German podcast, and I said, okay, if I'm the worst director ever, should there be not like 30 Ball films? I mean, I would get money for it, right? It's aired then on TV. So, and they said, no, we can't because they are not bad. They're, they're way too good to, to show here. <laughs> and I said, you know, and I said like, yeah, but then why, why you, you repeat the same, same shit like everybody else for the last hundred years? I mean, that is the thing what throws me so off with, with everything, right? It's like, it's uh, everybody who knows and who, who, who worked at Blockbuster in earlier years or who watched a lot of B and C movies or who grew up the generation from us with horror films and you worked even for trauma. Whatever, right? So you, I mean, I did. Know, yeah, I know, I know, and, and 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 we all know that my films are so much, along yeah. with actors and technicalities, way better as at least forty thousand other films. Well, like the the budget for a trauma film is like the craft services budget on your set. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, and that is why it was always so so wrong also to compete me to uh, and Wood as an example, right? So it's like, it's just like completely bullshit. I think the reason why people compare you to Ed Wood is because Ed Wood, even though he released um, films that were deemed critical failures, he had a star in it that was recognizable and he had heart and he became a cult figure. So in those ways, yes, you have heart, you throw in some B, you know, movie actors in, you have that in common. And the films, not all of them were very critically successful, but they have grown to be cult films. Everything else, I would say not so much. You know what I mean? But um, so the, the difference between you and Ed Wood is that Ed Wood turned into an alcoholic who ended up making porn and uh, late in his career. You wait, wait, wait and see. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I go in his direction. So uh, <laughs> we, we, we will see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so next question. Okay. De- from Deckard Rogan. Hello, Mr. Ball. I am such a huge fan of your movies, especially Blubberella. I have watched it over 150 times and oh make sure all my friends do as well. I recently discovered your website and I saw there is a link to the video game President Evil. And of course, me being such a huge, huge fan of your work, I wish to download it, however, the link did not work. I was wondering, with all of your kindness and grace, Mr. Ball, if you had a copy of this game available to send, or if you're unwilling to maybe record a playthrough for YouTube, I would love to see a director's commentary. Gracias, Mr. Ball. But where is President Evil? I remember this, but I really don't know where that is anymore. It's, it, it was on uvaballraw.com. I have to renew the... As a, okay, so you have to do it. And there's that other video game we did, Tunnel Rats, about the film that is on Steam. Tunnel Rats, it's still on Steam. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, we're almost on one hour and five minutes. 
Should we talk uh, for a last few minutes about the Emmys, or you want two more questions? What do you want? What do you I'll just talk about the Emmys real quick, and then we'll wrap up, my friend. And we'll we'll cover some more stuff in the next episode, guys. So make sure that you subscribe to the show and um, tell your friends and help us grow because uh, uh, it's a good show. Uva Ball Raw USA. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Crown got a lot, a lot of the prizes. I just cannot watch it. Because I mean, I watched I think a half season of it years ago, but I'm just not into it. Because a, I lived in the way through it, and now there was princess and die and whatever, and I hate it. I hate royals. I think it should be omitted. I think it should take all the money away from the royals. So, I'm sure the crown is a great show. I cannot watch. It. I I like Mayor of Easttown with Kate Winslet was my favorite serial murder eight episode kind of thing queen's gambit was sensational good um and um i was a little surprised that some shows didn't score at all your honor with uh brian uh uh nah, or walter white brian uh cranston right yeah brian cranston yeah brian cranston yeah so there was uh, there was a great show the ending was bad but the rest of the show was breaking bad quality also eight episodes on on um, uh, HBO, I really liked this one, and um, this uh, one show, this "May I Destroy You," I loved that show. I started watching the show. Did you know that in London, like the girls, the British girl, it's like a comedy relationship saying she's an unsuccessful writer, has no money, and it's basically all about her love and drugs and whatever. But it came across as completely improvised, and it was not. And uh, I watched the first 20 minutes, and I felt like, do you really want to fuck me over? What, what is this? Like, I, I, we switched it off. My, my, and my wife, we switched it off. We felt like, what the fuck is this? But then I kept reading the reviews. The best show of the year, whatever. So we said, okay. We finish the first episode before we finally make our final decision to watch it or not. And then we were hooked and we watched all 10 episodes, whatever. That was also, uh, I think, a very, very uh, good show. Um, I think other stuff is a lot of times redundant. Why Bill Mayer never get the Emmy? I don't know. Always John Oliver and then Colbert or whatever. I really don't know. And um, that Conan is out. I never liked him. I had Didn't to, like Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien. I never really liked him. I, I felt the whole time he's the Joker as a TV host. And <laughs> no, for real. And I never got the connection to him. I I was always more the Colbert and Jimmy Kimmel guy. Yeah. Um, so it's my just my personal taste, but I think the mayor is so much better as all of them. And now my doorbell here. I have to spoil it on. Okay.